The Linux Reality Podcast is sponsored by O'Reilly Media, spreading the knowledge of innovators through its books, online services, magazines, and conferences. Visit them today at O'Reilly.com. episode number 79 and in this episode uh, we'll talk about the Ohio Linux Fest. Got a little update for everybody and thought I'd uh, kind of talk about it. It was a lot of fun. I had actually originally planned on having one of the guest podcast episodes this week. I've got one in the queue ready to go um, and I you know, that was, that was my plan. But then after going to Ohio Linux Fest, I realized, well, uh, you know, I got to talk about that because it was so much fun. So uh, that's what I'll do this week. And then, of course, next week I'll uh, have this uh, guest uh, guest podcast. I won't mention the topic. It'll be a surprise. So, uh, But it'll be good. I think, you'll, I think you'll really enjoy it. But for this week, let's talk about the Ohio Linux Fest. Okay. Well, and, you know, hopefully uh, this won't be too repetitive from other stuff you've heard or read. There's been a lot about this, obviously, because it really was a it was a big deal. Um, it, it's turned into a really good sized conference. I mean, I think last year they had uh, sixteen hundred people, so they had at least that many this year. They said it was more than last year. Uh, I never got a final count, but somewhere around that range. But uh, basically, I uh, let's see, uh, sort of go through my little itinerary. I flew up on Friday, uh, Friday pretty much all day because I had to lay over and stuff and got to the hotel there in Columbus about 4.30 in the afternoon, just enough time to kind of, you know, unpack and take a quick shower. And uh, then I met up with uh, Dan, Allen, Pat, and Link from the Linux Link Tech Show, as well as Dave Yates from the Lotta Linux Links podcast uh, down the lobby. And then we all walked over to this bar called Barley's. And that was where they were having sort of the pre-party, you know, get together that was sponsored by the Linux Link Tech Show. And also FARC.com, the website FARC.com, which is a really funny site. I'm sure a lot of people know about it. Um, it's been around a long time. I actually met there that night Drew Curtis, the guy who uh, sort of started it and runs FARC. So that was kind of cool. Uh, so we stayed at Barley's that night. Actually, Dave and I had dinner there. <laughs> I had to get something to eat. I was pretty hungry. But we just kind of hung out, had had some beers, and just and then I started meeting just a ton of folks. I mean, you know, uh, obviously I met the guys from those other podcasts that I just mentioned. Also met Jeremy uh, Jeremy Garcia from uh, LinuxQuestions.org and of course his his own podcast. Uh, met uh, Mad Dog uh, John Hall. Uh, also met, as I said, uh, Drew Curtis, and just a ton of great listeners. It was unbelievable. So many people came up and found me. I don't know, you know, the people pointed me out to them or they heard my voice or whatever, but uh, it, I started meeting listeners that night, and then I met a ton more the next day that I'll get to in a minute. But it was just great, and it was just so uh, nice what everybody had to say. I'm not going to mention any specific listeners by name because I know if I start, I'll leave some out. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but um, I met so many really nice people that night, and it was very, uh, very kind and very flattering. Everything that you know people had to say, it was just, it was just great. So, 
Uh, we actually got a picture of all the uh, podcasters who were there. That's on, actually on Link's website, uh, Link from the Linux Link Tech Show. He put a picture of it up. So it's got all of them and Dave Yates and myself and Jeremy, Mar- Gar- uh, Jeremy Garcia. Also, Aaron Newcomb from uh, the Open News Show was there uh, and the Source uh, video podcast. So I got to meet him, really enjoy his stuff as well. And it was just a lot of fun. It really was great. It was a great introduction to everybody. It was very low key. And, uh, you know, as I said, just, you know, kind of hung out that night. Uh, didn't stay out super late. Well, actually, now that I think about it, I think that one, that night was a little bit later. Uh, but we ended up going back to the hotel, I don't know, somewhere around 11 or something like that. And uh, went to bed, got up the next morning. Uh, the, this hotel actually had nice breakfast down there in the lobby. So we got uh, we got breakfast every day. So that was pretty cool. And then went, you know, walked over to the conference itself. We had actually registered the day before, at least I did. And I had actually paid for one of these $65 registration things. And you got like a T-shirt and a, and a little pass and you got some drink tickets and, you know, you just got, you got lunch and uh, stuff like that. So, uh, so I had registered the night before. So the next morning we went up and went over and, and heard the keynote from uh, Max uh, Spivak. And he is the uh, head of Fedora. He actually, I think he lives here in Raleigh. He's, I believe he's a member of my lug, the Trilug. There's a lot of Red Hat and Fedora people there. He actually spoke at the lug, at my lug, a month or two ago, but I, I missed his talk. But, you know, he he obviously normally talks about Fedora, but, um, uh, and D- Dave Yates in his most recent episode kind of goes into this probably better than I will. But Max's presentation was, was broader than that. It was really cool. He essentially was talking about uh, freedom and the power of choice and just how important that is that, you know, big companies and other, you know, other entities have have power over us as consumers. Uh, but we also have power, especially when we work together in the in the you know ability to choose and to exercise choice. And uh, he related it to a lot of examples. And, and it was really cool. It was it was really neat. He, he did a great job. And he had said that he had actually planned on talking about something else and sort of scrapped it at the last minute. So I was pretty impressed that he was able to pull that together that quickly. And um, it was a great introduction to the show because, uh, you know, this Ohio Linux Fest is, is very community driven. Unlike, uh, from what I understand, a lot of other Linux shows are where they've kind of become very corporate and sort of focus on the enterprise, which is important too. I mean, you've got to have both sides of it. Um, you know, if we really want, uh, Linux adoption, there's, there's gotta be that emphasis on the enterprise and on business because that tends to drive that sort of thing. But, uh, it's nice to have at least one show. There's probably lots more, but um, High Linux Fest, you know, being one that's focused on the community. So Max's talk really kind of set the mood for that, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, then next up, I uh, listened to the talk by Joe Bourne. He is the head of uh, Neuros Technologies. They are a hardware manufacturer, but they're big into open source, and all their devices run Linux, and they're they're sort of a multimedia hardware company. They sell like a little set-top box that you can plug into your TV, and it can basically, he calls it a video jukebox. The idea is that you either have it networked or connected to your network, I should say, or you can have a USB hard drive attached to it. And I think the thing costs $100 or $200. It's basically an embedded device that runs Linux that the way this is probably um, not giving it justice, but it's essentially an, an embedded box that plays M player, <laughs> you know, with, and with some more things, but it's a video jukebox. It will, you can point it to a, to a share on your network or onto a USB drive and it will play the videos and it has output so you can connect it to your TV and it comes with a remote, you know, so uh, it's all menu driven with the remote. Very cool stuff. Uh, actually the lug radio guys, I think talked about it in their first episode for this uh, new season. 
So that was very cool. It was good to hear him. I, he's been on the Linux Link Tech Show at least once, and he's a really interesting uh, speaker. Uh, then these guys from uh, the Gnome Project got up and talked. Uh, they actually, uh, Warren Woodford from Memphis was scheduled to talk about how to how to build your own Linux distribution or something, but he uh, backed out. I don't know if something came up. I, I don't really know why he didn't show, but uh, these Gnome guys were, were tasked, I think just the night before, with putting on this presentation, and it was really cool. They had, um, one of the guys was with Foresight Linux, and Foresight is a, is a uh, distro based on RPath, uh, which is another company here uh, based here in Raleigh. But um, and uh, there they had a uh, you know they had the the uh, GNOME two dot twenty up on the screen, and so basically they were showing off all the new features of the new release, and that was really cool. I mean that was actually one of my favorite presentations, uh, it was just because it was so neat to see the new things, and they just. Um, I mean, it was even though they they had hardly any time to prepare, they really did a great job of walking through the highlights. Uh, so that was neat. Uh, then I think we had uh, lunch. Um, let's see, and then uh, yeah, I, then I actually I gave a forty five minute interview to the uh, Northeast Ohio uh, uh, Open Source Society. They were uh, you know broadcasting live uh, streaming from the conference, and they were pulling people aside and interviewing them. I think they interviewed Mad Dog and Jeremy Garcia as well, and they had me on for about 45 minutes taking questions uh, from people and answering questions submitted via IRC. So that was kind of, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. And uh, then I saw Mad Dog talk, and his presentation was outstanding. I mean, he was, that's the first time I've ever heard him speak, and he was really inspiring. And the name of his talk was something like Computing Off the Grid or something along those lines, and it was all about technology in emerging countries and you know in countries um, where uh, you know technology has not has not really arrived and he was talking about of course the one laptop per child which I got to play with by the way they had one out there on the in the one of the exhibit booths and that was really cool but his point was talking about bringing technology to places that don't have it and and the um, the empowerment that it gives people you know he he uh, in the very beginning I remember him mentioning he said you know one of the criticisms that the uh, OLPC has received is people say, well, why are you spending all this time and effort on a computer? Why don't you invest the money and give them more food or medical supplies or something? And his point was, you know, twofold. One is there's lots of other organizations that do that. But more importantly, in addition to giving people food and medicine, you've also got to give them education and knowledge and access to information. It's the, you know, he kept saying the adage of, you know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man to fish, he you know, feeds forever, feed, you know, he feed himself forever kind of a thing. And so that was his point that it's important to bring, uh, this, you know, technology to people. And he was giving examples. He was saying, you know, one time he was in Thailand and he was in an internet cafe and he saw people, you know, doing research on such and such. And then he was in Brazil and saw the same thing. Uh, you know, he saw this young child doing research on how to brush their teeth properly. And, you know, just he was using those as examples as to how technology really does empower people. And it's not just something to, you know, I mean, it's more than, it's not just a computer. I mean, it's access to information, which is something that I've talked about in this podcast. And that's why I feel like, you know, I've, I think I've said before, you know, a lot of people think computers are just toasters, but they're not, they're more important than that. They are gateways to information and they're gateways to the world. And, uh, it's not just a thing you turn on. It's not just a television. Um, 
it's more than that because it's interactive and because you get to pick and choose where you go and what you learn and, and all that. So anyway, that was sort of mad dogs talk and that was great. Um, there were a few more presentations, some, some of which I kind of popped in and out of. I was just at that point, I was talking to more people out in sort of the main runway and I actually had to run upstairs for a little while. And, uh, then we were going to have the, uh, the Google party that night. Um, and so, and then that party was, was fun. It was a lot of, you know, we had some, had a few more beers and, and had dinner that night and, uh, got to hear this, this guy called, um, um, oh gosh, now I'm drawing a blank dual core. He's like a, what do they call it? Nerd core, nerd rap, something like that. And, uh, so that was kind of, kind of neat. And just again, hanging out with everybody and talking to listeners and talking to people. It was just a lot of fun. And, uh, I really can't, you know, thank you guys enough for people who came up and said hi to me and said some nice things. And it was just fabulous. I mean, that just really made my weekend and, uh, it was really, um, you know, it was just very flattering and very kind of you to, you know, people go out of their way to, to say, say those things to me. So, uh, how much they enjoyed the podcast. It was great. It was, you know, easily one of the best events I've ever been to. I mean, I'm already looking forward to it next year. I'm sure it'll be just as great. So if you have not been or weren't, were not able to attend, please consider going, please just kind of put it on your calendar and maybe plan ahead. You know, the registration itself is free. You don't have to pay the $65 thing. That's just an extra, you know, if you want to get the free t-shirt and, and lunch, but, um, anyone can go and the actual registration doesn't cost anything. So, uh, definitely recommend it. All right, let's see. I've got uh, one listener tip this week. So, you know, again, talking about these listener tips, we've got this little contest going through the end of November. Please consider submitting a recorded uh, listener tip, and you can, uh, we're going to pick the best one, and the best one gets a free copy of the LPI Linux Certification in a Nutshell book from O'Reilly. So uh, let's check out this listener tip. Hey Chess, Aaron from Nashville here with a listener tip. I have a laptop with no way to boot from CD-ROM or USB, so I had no way to load Linux. I found a program called Wubi, W-U-B-I. It is a Windows program that installs different flavors of Ubuntu to an image on your hard drive. The computer then sets up dual boot on its own with Windows and can boot straight to the image. Everything worked great immediately for me. There is also one of these for Debian, but I haven't tried it yet. It can be found at goodbye dash or hyphen microsoft.com. I found Wubi at downloads.com. This is a great tool for the Linux newbie or someone who doesn't want to deal with partitioning or burning an ISO. Thanks for everything you do, Chess. I look forward to your next episode every week. Chess, this is Booker in Arkansas. Just wanted to say hello, and I think I've got this thing on a roll here. Been using Linux now for a whole two weeks, and I don't mind telling you, I'm, I make my share of mistakes. Really like what you're doing with the podcast, Chess. I appreciate your efforts, and uh, we'll continue to listen. I'm up to about episode 20 now. Take care. Have fun. See you. Bye. All right. Well, thanks very much for sending in that audio comment. I might have actually played that before. I don't remember, but <laughs> uh, good luck. And, uh, you know, please post in the forums if you have any questions. I uh, got a ton of email here. I'll get to a few this week. First of all, I wanted to say I got a lot of email um, wishing me happy birthday from a couple weeks ago. So thanks to everybody who sent me an email about that. That was very kind of you. Here's one from um, 
uh, Bashkar. I may have pronounced mispronounced that, but he says, I'm Bashkar. I've been listening to your podcast since a couple of months, and I found all the podcasts very beneficial and encouraging towards the open source community. I have tried to look for a pod on NAS 200, which is another successor to the NSLU2. I think it would be a good idea to do that. I hope you find my suggestion good enough, and thanks again for all your hard work. I really appreciate all your work. Uh, thank you, Bascar. Yeah, Bascar, that's a great idea. And just to clarify, what he's saying is, I've, you know, I've talked about the slug that Linksys NSLU2, that little embedded device. Well, Linksys has come out with a successor to that. I think it's, you know, a little bit faster, a little bit more memory, whatever. And I think it's called the NAS200. And I haven't looked into it too much. I think I saw something about people starting to get Linux on it yet, but it clearly doesn't have quite the, you know, base of, of you know, developers and users like the slug does. Uh, so I'm going to kind of keep my eye on that. But assuming that that thing does run Linux and runs it well, especially if it can run Debian, uh, just because I think Debian's great for these kinds of things, uh, I will definitely be doing that. Plus, I guess I have to buy one. I don't own one. So <laughs> here's an email from Jason. Jason says, I just now discovered your podcast it has proven to be very informative and helpful during my first foray into the world of Linux. I've been listening to yours along with others to help me get used to this new to me OS. I've started at the beginning of your podcast, so I'm about a year behind, but I'm working my way through steadily. I installed Ubuntu Feisty Phone on an older IBM T40 ThinkPad just to mess around with. I was really impressed with the results initially. I was expecting it to be really cryptic and difficult to understand. I'm not a computer, computer guru by any means, but I was surprised at how easily it was to set up. Of course, there are things I don't understand. A couple of things that have been giving me grief are that I can't figure out how to set up for dual monitors. On my Windows machine, I can plug my laptop into the TV via S-video cable and watch movies from the computer through the TV via an extended desktop setup. Is this possible with Linux? The other thing that has me perplexed is that Ubuntu came loaded with Rhythmbox, which is cool, but I was hoping to try Amarok. It seems to be more highly ra rated among users to sync my iPod. I downloaded it, but for some reason it won't play my MP3s. I'm sure it's just something silly I'm not doing, but since I'm a newbie, it seems an insurmountable task. Thanks again for your contribution to the community. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thanks, Jason. Well, Jason, yes, the uh, the dual monitor stuff is tricky. I've never, frankly, messed around with it, but everything I hear makes, you know, people say it is a little bit hard. I think the new Xorg has made it easier. So uh, what I would recommend is stay tuned and try out the next version of Ubuntu, which is about to come out. Um, and I think that's going to have the new Xorg 7.3 in it. And I think the dual monitor support is supposed to be vastly improved. That's what I've heard. As far as the Amarok and playing MP3s, um, I wasn't quite clear if you were saying that MP3s worked in Rhythmbox but did not work in Amarok. Um, because if, if, I mean, if, they, if, if it didn't work either way, uh, you most likely also need to install some of the extra plugins for GStreamer if you're using GNOME. Uh, uh, that will enable the MP3 support. Just use your ad remove programs and look for codecs or plugins or audio plugins. Just do a search, you know, and you should find uh, the uh, the plugins. I think they're called bad plugins and ugly plugins. Those have uh, extra proprietary codecs such as MP3 playback. All right. Thanks, Jason. Here's an email from uh, James. James says, I was just listening to episode 77 where you're talking about the fiction you've been listening to. I don't know if you ever find the time to read print books, but if you do, I'd be happy to send you copies of mine. He says he's got two horror novels out, and he may have a fantasy novel on the way. He says the horror novels are definitely rated R, while the fantasy will be PG-13. You can check out my website at James Viscasi, 
If you'd rather just look at a few stories online, I've been sporadically posting my old fiction that has previously appeared in magazines. Keep up the good work with the podcast. I look forward to it every week. Regards, James. And actually, I have been meaning to respond to James by email. I'm going to do that as soon as I finish recording this. But I wanted to plug his website. That's James. That His website is uh, jamesviscossi.com. I'll spell that because I'm probably mispronouncing it. J-A-M-E-S-V-I-S-C-O-S-I. That's V as in Victor. So J-A-M-E-S-V-I-S-C-O-S-I.com. And he's another uh, horror and, and fantasy writer. Uh, thanks very much, James. That's great. I definitely want to check out some of your work. Uh, I actually took a look at his website, and the stuff looks really cool. So I can't wait to read some of his books. Uh, here's an email from Dwayne. Dwayne says, I just had an idea for a future podcast. Take an old machine or whatever you have and do a show on Tiny on installing Tiny Me, which is a mini distro based on PC Linux OS. And then add other stuff to it to make it a full-size custom distro of sorts. I was just looking at Tiny Me on the web, and I think this would work. Are you up to the challenge? I thought it might be a neat way to teach people about Linux. What do you think? I enjoy your show very much. Um, I realize it might be a while before you get to this idea. Thanks for considering it, Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne, I definitely will consider it. Um, Tiny Me, uh, PC Linux OS. It sounds good. Uh, last email here is from Kurt. Uh, Kurt says, I know that sometimes the alternate site indexes are wacko, but this particular problem has continued for 12 days now. Episode 76 was not auto-downloaded by my podcatching software, while 75 and 77 were. 76 is missing from the index that gets downloaded. I had to do a manual wget on this URL, and he gives me the URL for it. Figured you'd want to know. P.S. I mentioned a somewhat similar problem earlier in an email. You read an excerpt from it in episode 20-something. That means I'm somebody now from Steve Martin's The Jerk. <laughs> Nice, uh, nice reference. I love the jerk. Uh, that's a funny movie. Yeah, um, I took a look at this, Kurt, and as far as I could see, the, that episode was showing up for me. So I don't know what's going on. But yes, I know it's a continual problem, this Libsyn thing. It's just, you know, um, I can't beat the service for the price. I mean, I don't have to worry about bandwidth at all. So it's hard for me to switch. And they give me great stats on the downloads, which is also nice. Uh, but I will keep working on it. And sometimes I, what I have to do is I have to ping them, send them an email, and they like refresh the archive or something, and it helps make an episode show up. So please continue letting me know if something doesn't work with the downloads. All right, I think that's going to do it as far as the listener feedback goes, and I think that's it for this week. So it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> Alright, 
guests can do it for me. Hope you all have a great week and a great weekend. And stay tuned next week. We are going to have a guest podcast. It's a great topic. It's a great recording. Very helpful. I've already listened to it. I'm very excited about it. And we've got another one after that as well. So we've got some really cool things like it. Stay tuned. Until then, take care, everyone. Catch you next time. This has been episode 79 of Next Reality. See you later. Have a good one.